Welcome to the Authentic Church Podcast with Jeff and Fawn Peterson in Orange County, California, where our mission is simply to love God, love people, and live authentic. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at AuthenticOC.com. Thank you for listening. We are in a series that we titled Frequency, Tuning In to God's Voice. And I pray, how many of you feel like you've been hearing from God more, where you just feel like the Lord's starting to speak to me more, you're starting to just kind of get into his presence more, you're being forthright, you're kind of taking maybe some of the things that we're sharing on Sunday morning and applying it. And, um, and, and I have good news for you today. Uh, the, you know, the world's crazy. If, if you have been out of the news for the last week, um, good news, there still is a world. The bad news is it seems to get darker by the millisecond. And uh, my, my new joke is I wouldn't be surprised if I saw pigs fly past my car uh, because it seems like every day there's some new wow announcement and you're like, do, do, you, do we have to burn down the country and the world in, in one season, people? Come on. Uh, but the world will get darker, but the light of Jesus Christ will shine brighter. The righteous burn brighter and brighter until the day of our Lord. And so you guys are burning brighter. And, you know, I don't know if you give credence and uh, credibility to anything the CDC says, but I got good news for you. We have a great physician. Um, I don't know if you're going to take the vaccine or not take the vaccine, but good news, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and he can protect you, touch you, wash you, set you free, make you clean, set you free and make you whole. Um, I don't know that you have a lot of faith in a government system where a governor is trying to tell you that they can make better decisions for your children than you can. But the good news is you have the mind of Christ and the sons and daughters of God are led by his presence and led by his peace. And so God is equipping you. Um, I'm sad that we have a commander in chief that would rather run and hide and retreat, but I'm grateful that we have the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who's the president of presidents, the governor of all governors, and he is faithful. And, 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 and he's doing a mighty thing, despite how dark it seems at different times, despite how it feels maybe overwhelming to some of the people of God right now. Good news, the end of the story, you win, okay? We win as the children of God. So there's hope. All to say there's hope. And so we, we've been in a series that we titled Frequency, which is just tuning in to God's voice. And uh, week one, we just established a, a little bit of a foundation and answered the question, does God want to speak to me? Um, it, it, does he really want to speak to me of all people? Uh, what does he sound like? And Jesus said in John 10, 27, he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. All right. I started the sermon series and then, uh, and I made the joke like Jesus is the shepherd and we're the sheep. And then my buddy Peter, who's sitting in the front row the next week, he shows up with a hat for me that says lions, not sheep. <laughs> so I may be sporting that next week. But uh, he's, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. That hearing God isn't just something you do. It's actually who you are. Uh, like it's, it's hardwired into you. It's innate inside. It's in, in, in you to hear the voice of God. You know, I, I got a, this, this cool little dog and his name's Buddy, and sometimes he's annoying and he barks and he goes ballistic when I got home like he hasn't seen me, like I did a tour, you know, a, 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 a war tour or something like that, tour of duty, and I'm back home and I haven't seen him for years. And, you know, and I just went to the grocery store and came back, right, you know? And this little dog, he comes to me 
and he's cute and he's fun and I talk to him and we have a good time, right? Um, but there's nothing inside of my dog that goes, I wonder why I'm here. What is my purpose on this planet, right? Humans, we're the only ones that have that inside of us. God placed that inside of you. And God formed you. Genesis says that he created you in the animal's image. No, he created you in his image, right? You, you guys are created in his image. So we have a speaking and hearing God who loves to hear you speak, and he loves to speak to you. And so God is loving and kind, and he's communicating to us. So week one, we kind of answered that question. Then week two, last week, we talked about the, important, the importance of rest and how life can get busy. It can feel overwhelming. And how if we don't slow down, we can miss that still small voice, that voice that's speaking to us. And you know, uh, one, of, one of the quotes that we quoted last week was the, that um, uh, if the devil can't stop you, he'll get behind you and he'll push you to the point that you're so busy that you don't have time to hear God. That you don't have time to spend with him. And so that was week one, week two. And today I want to jump into something that I believe is probably one of the most practical ways to hear God. And this is uh, for, for those of you that uh, grew up playing Nintendo. You remember like some of the old Nintendo games, you'd have these cheat codes, right? Like I remember Contra. Anybody know Contra? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, select, start, right? You know, that's, that's a cheat code to Infinity Lives, right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you what I believe is a bit of a cheat code to getting in the presence of God. And some of the religious people are like, oh no, there is no, God is not a formula. Okay, you can't just put God in a box. Chill, okay? I realize that. This is true. But there are certain aspects of God that are related to his character and his nature. And when you know his character and his nature, then you know different ways to approach him and you know what you have the ability to do. So I titled this message, Position for His Presence. Position for His Presence. First Samuel chapter 3, uh, we're going to read from verse 1 through 10. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. And there were not many visions. Now, that word rare, it doesn't mean rare like you and I see the word rare. Um, it actually means, uh, if you take a look at it in the Hebrew, it actually is, is valuable. Uh, it's precious. The word of the, and, it, and it also was rare in terms of what we read. We don't read a lot that God was speaking during that time. And there were not many visions. And one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, Samuel. And he says, Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me? But Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Use the restroom, get a drink of water, and please go back to bed and don't wake me up. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So here he was ministering the house of the Lord, 
but he had himself heard the voice of the Lord. You can be in the presence of church, you can be around Christians, and yet not hear or know the voice of the Lord. And Samuel mistook the voice of the Lord for the voice of somebody that was a spiritual father in his life. It wasn't the loud booming voice like you know you see in the movies, which that would be awesome if that happened. Um, I have not necessarily had an experience like that, but I've had a lot of experiences where God just came and met with me. And like we quoted today during worship, James 4, 8, when we draw near to God, he's faithful to draw near to us. So then a third time, verse 8, a third time the Lord called and said, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told him, he said, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood there calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And in this, in this story, this is a famous story in, in, in the scriptures, there was a passing of a baton. There was a changing of a guard. There was the old man, Eli, um, who was not uh, knocking it out of the park as the spiritual leader of that day. Uh, his sons were all over the place. He wasn't managing his own household well. And here's this young boy that has been dedicated to the service of the Lord, that was working, that was serving, that was helping set up and set out the bread and light the candles and all the stuff. And he's hearing this. And I could just imagine what it must have felt like to Eli when he realized, I remember what that was like. And maybe you're sitting here today and you feel like that. Maybe in this story, you're Eli. And you're like, man, I remember what that was like. I remember being on fire for God. I remember going to crazy events like Hope California and people are jumping and dancing and people are getting baptized. I remember moments like that. And I believe the Lord is maybe stirring some things up. He's blowing on some embers that are there and your fire hasn't gone out yet. And he wants to speak to you just like he spoke to that boy Samuel. The Lord wants to speak to you in this hour, in this moment. So I'm gonna give us some, what I believe is the most practical ways, the cheat code, if you will, of getting into the presence of God and hearing him on, on really a regular basis. Um, you know, Fawn and I, we've been blessed to go on missions trips to Africa and done crusades and seen all these people get saved and just a massive outpouring of the Holy Spirit, crazy healings. Um, we've, we've been part of uh, helping pastors and planting churches and ministries and we've been really only plugged into two churches our entire life before we planted authentic church, but all the things, all the things that we've seen and, and even some of the cool things the Lord's graced us to do, really the best thing is when you just hear the voice of God. Like when you look back over your life, and I got journals and journals that are just marked just by God, just putting his thumbprint on that moment in my life, that season, uh, that, that hard moment that I was going through where I didn't, man, I couldn't breathe. And, you know, I was like, man, it was like anxiety was filling my thoughts. How was I going to get my way out of this? Yeah, it just felt I, God met me there when I prayed and I was wondering, is Fawn my wife? You know, I remember God met me there when I was asking the Lord, do I move my family from Washington to Ventura, California to help plant that church that we came out of? 
and, and God was there. And then when we moved our family to Texas, God was there. And when we moved back and God delivered us from Texas and the bugs and sent us to Orange County, California, God was there. You know, but you look through, those are the best times is being in the presence of God and just hearing his voice. And one of the things when God speaks, uh, you don't have to worry about missing it. Sometimes people get so worried about like, did I miss God? Did I miss God? And they kind of have this spiritual schizophrenia that's going on, you know, and they're like, I don't know where he went. You know what? If it's God, can I just encourage you? He's going to say it again. <laughs> okay. It's not like he went, Samuel, oh, shoot. You, nobody's listening to me. I'm out. You know, he's not that dad. Okay. He's a good father. He's, he, he's patient and kind. Okay. He's going to say, okay, I know, I know you didn't do it the first time I asked you. <laughs> Let me outline it again. Okay, that's not, you're not getting the picture. I'm going to have a car drive by with a bumper sticker that speaks right to your situation, right? Okay, you didn't get it. Uh, <clears throat> you're going to get a random text from somebody. Okay, you didn't get it. Like God is so like relaxed and he's so comfortable in his own skin with his agenda <laughs> that he'll, he'll actually, he knows where you're going to be tomorrow at 2.34 in the afternoon. If he wants to get a message to you, he's going to get a message to you. Okay, he knows how to reach you. So you don't have to worry about missing it. If, 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 if you take and apply some of the things, some of the real practical things that we're going to share today, apply it. I'm, I'm promising you, you're going to hear God's voice and he's going to speak and lead you. God reaches out to us, but there is a responsibility on us to respond. And so we're going to jump into that. Exodus 19, verse 10 through 11. And we're going to jump around a little bit. So if you're trying to follow, maybe just take notes for this particular sermon. I think there's like 40 slides back there. God bless you, Edna. Um, but Exodus 19, verse 10 through 11. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. And let them wash their clothes and let them be ready for the third day does that sound familiar? For on the third day, the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people on the third day. And then the Lord goes on to say in Exodus 19, this is what happened. And when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him by voice. Number one, our first point today that I want to kind of gleam from, from the scriptures, and I really feel like my mission is to just break down and make this super practical and applicable. Number one, set an appointment with God. It said right there that God set an appointment with his people. He, he had a time, he had a place where he was gonna meet and speak with them. And sometimes for us, you can get so busy in life in the start of your day that the day can get away from you and you're like, man, I forgot to pray. Right? I had so many things going on, I didn't have time to pray, where really I had so many things going on, I needed to pray. <laughs> right? You know, it's how you look on it. I don't know about you, but some days I set appointments with people that I don't even want to meet with. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's be honest. You put in your calendar and you set a reminder for an appointment that you don't even want to go to. My daughter goes to the dentist. She's like, Dad, I can't stand going to the dentist. It's like the worst experience of my life. I'm like, honey, it can't be that bad. And then she shares her experience. I'm like, oh, that is bad. I tell you what, honey, you know, we'll get you a milkshake afterwards or something. We, we make appointments with people and do things that we don't even like. Could we not 
set an appointment with Almighty God. Could we put that, could I encourage us to put that in our calendar? Put that in your day. I was chatting with a buddy of mine um, uh, last week. We were trying to figure out a time to meet in, in I, I didn't, we were texting and then I was going into my prayer time with God and so I didn't get back to him until later. Um, and and I, we were talking about it and I just said, yeah, I, I had I had, I had my morning meeting with God. And so I, I wasn't able to really get back to you so quickly because of that. And he was cool and understanding, didn't ruffle his feathers at all. Um, but it was so important to me that in, in life can be so distracting uh, that I physically have to remind myself to put that in my calendar some days. Uh, many of you have heard me talk about my chair. Uh, I was doing a, a Zoom meeting this week with a few people uh, in the church and they were laughing because in my office, I have my chair, the, my, my famous chair where I go and I just sit and spend time with the Lord. It used to be at my house and then I moved it to my office and I literally bought the exact same chair and, and put the exact same chair at my home. So whether I'm at my home or in my house, I have the same chair, same size, same footrest, same everything. So it has that. It's just me. I know it's weird. You're like, dude, could you change something up? No, I, I, I really like the rhythm of that chair. And that chair and I, we have a lot. We have, we've bonded through the years, okay? And so I like the way it feels when I sit down in that chair. And so they were laughing. But... You know, in that chair is where I sat down and, and I was praying and talking to God at 10.30 p.m. on January 23rd in 2019. And the Lord said that he's, he's going to do a new thing in the state of California. And he, he was asking me to go and plant this church. I met with him in that chair. Uh, in that chair, I've had many times where I didn't know what to do with the start of our church in the middle of COVID crazy in crazy town, California. And I just sat there and the presence of God would meet with me in that chair. Uh, in that chair, sometimes at night, I would just grab my guitar and sit down and just sing out to the Lord. Just no, no song, no cool lyrics or anything like that. And I would just meet with God in that chair. There's a place and a time in my calendar and in my life. I just want to encourage you. Set an appointment with God. Number two I want to encourage us to be still and worship him. So the first thing you do is we set an appointment, all right? Put that on your calendar. It's important, okay? Number two, I want to encourage you, be still and worship God. Psalms 46 verse 10 says, be still and know that I am God. Just be still before the Lord. It's so hard to do. Keep that phone on airplane mode. Just be still before the Lord and worship him. Exodus 14, 13. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Second Chronicles uh, 20, verse 17. I feel like this is a, a big word for a few people in this room today. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Now in that battle, just to kind of paint the picture, when, when the Lord said to be still in that, that key scripture, if you look at the whole story in context of what's going on, uh, basically the, they're, they're surrounded. So the, the Israelites, they're all surrounded. There's three nations that are rising up against them. Uh, they don't know what to do. 
when you don't know what to do, I recommend you do what they did. They had a prayer meeting, <laughs> okay? So they have a prayer meeting and they sought the Lord. They're like, Lord, what are we gonna do? And during the course of that prayer meeting, uh, Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, he, get, he receives a word of the Lord. So they're praying and then it was like, the spirit of the Lord comes on him. He's got a word and he gives that word and he says, hey, I have a great idea. All those musicians with those buff arms from carrying the trumpets and the guitars and drumsticks and everything, hey, let's send them out in front of the army and they're just gonna sing and then, um, and then the Lord will fight the battle for us. And now King Jehoshaphat says, that sounds like a good idea. And so he says, let's do it. And then, you know, and then suddenly the worship team is like, uh, you know, <laughs> this wasn't what I thought I was signing up for, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they're like, no, no, we're going to put you in the front. You're going to be on the front lines now, Kara, Justin, Hannah. You're going to be on the front lines, Bernard. You know, you're going to be on the front lines. We're going to put you out in front and you guys are going to worship. And it sounded so crazy, but it was so God. And they obeyed the crazy, what God asked them to do. And then what happened as the story goes on, I think it's in verse 22 in that chapter, uh, in verse 22, uh, then the amb the, they go out, they start singing and praising God, and then God sends an ambush, and then everything you know, ended well for them. But they had to be still and worship God. Even in this moment, let's just take a moment right now and let's just be still before him. God, we just worship you today. Thank you that your voice can be louder than any voice in this world. Lord, I just pray that you would speak to us all today. God, that everybody would receive from you today. You know every heart and every need in this room. God, we just worship you. In the beauty of your holiness, God, we worship you. Thank you, Father. We love you, God. You're so good, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the person sitting next to us. Thank you for the family of God here at Authentic Church. God, thank you that there's people and churches gathering all throughout the world this morning praising you, lifting up the name of Jesus all around the world. That Jesus is being lifted high in praise and in worship. Amen. Sometimes you just need to do that. When you feel overwhelmed, you just need to take a deep breath and just be still just worship him. Thank you, Lord. So after you've set your appointment, had a moment where you're still before him and worship him, then you begin to pray and read the word. That's the a, that's a third aspect. And I know this is really practical. And, and purposely, it's very practical. Um, you begin to pray and read the Bible. Mark Chapter 135, it says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there 
He prayed. So we have the time and the place, right? He went to a solitary place in the morning and he prayed. Psalm 119, 147 says, I rise before the dawning of the morning and cry for help. I hope in your word. The cry for help, that's their prayer. Hoping in your word, that, that, that's, that's the word of God. So we pray and we read the word. And you may ask, well, what do I pray for? I, I, I'm new to this, Jeff. I, I, you know, I'm kind of like, hey, God, like, what do I say? You know, what do I pray? Where do I read? Where do I start reading in the Bible? Um, pray whatever's on your heart. Just in, in basic terms, if, if, I, if I'm going to have a conversation with you, let's say we're hooking up for, for lunch or coffee um, or we're going out for dinner at Sabatino's down at the Lido and we're going out and we're going to hang out. If you have something that's on your heart, but you showed up to dinner anyway, it's kind of really hard for you to be engaged because this is occupying your mind, right? Ever do that? Ever take an appointment where it's like, I'm in this appointment physically, I am not here mentally at all, right? Anybody ever have an appointment like that? It's really hard to be fully engaged. When, when we're spending time with God, it's really hard to be fully engaged with him if our mind is just thinking of that thing. So when you come into the presence of God, when you're still, when you have a time of worship, Start your prayer with just whatever's on your heart. If your family's on your heart, pray for your family. If your finances are on your heart, pray for your finances. If your health is on your heart, well then pray for your health. If it matters to you, it matters to God. It really does. And, and he'll give you peace, but if, if you don't pray what's on your heart, you'll never move past that. And then your prayer time will just be this religious thing where it's like, I checked the box, done, I read my list, and now I'm going to get ready for the day and I'm gonna take my shower and take the kids to school and I gotta to go to work and I got blah, 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 all these different things. But when you're taking time to pray what's on your heart, it's amazing the breakthrough that comes and the relationship that starts to flow with God. And by the way, if you ever have a season in life where it's like, man, I haven't prayed for a while, this is how you just come back into his presence. Pray what's on your heart. I remember early on in our marriage, um, I'm not proud of this, but I literally went two weeks without, I don't even remember talking to God during that time span. I, I didn't read my word. Um, we went to church and I listened to the pastor talk, but you know, I, I, I really didn't open my Bible and personally pray or have any conversation with God for two weeks. And then after two weeks, I'm like, this is weird. What am I doing, right? And, and, and so I had to kind of re-engage. Maybe you're here today and you're, this is a moment, this is a re-engaging moment for you. You're gonna re-engage God, you're hearing and you're gonna apply some of the things that we're sharing today and you're gonna re-engage relationship with him. So number one, the first thing you do is like, what do I pray? Pray what's ever on your heart. And the second thing that you do uh, when it comes to reading the word of God, people ask all the time, where do I start? Uh, somebody today, we were helping with the setup crew, and it's like, where should I start reading the Bible? I've never really studied out the Bible. Where, where's a good place to start? Um, I'm going to tell you, the best place to start is inside your Bible, okay? So open it up, okay? The outside, you have memorized, Holy Bible, okay? You already got that memorized. You're a rock star, super Christian, A+, plus, okay? Where do you, where, open, somewhere on the inside, 
Um, a great place to start if you're new is I love reading the book of Acts. Um, that, that's a great spot. That tells you uh, the book of Acts is written by uh, Dr. Luke. And so he wrote the gospel of Luke, which tells uh, the story of Jesus. And then he wrote the book of Acts, which tells the story of the disciples who were following after him and planting churches. And so that's a great place to start. Uh, you may uh, pick up Proverbs. <clears throat> my boys, um, my boys are usually up early in the morning. And so we always have them start reading in the book of Proverbs. There's 31 Proverbs, okay? The book of wisdom, it's called. There's 31 Proverbs. There's one for every day of the month. And some months you read two in one day to be able to make up for it, right? Uh, but there's 31. There's one for every day. There's wisdom every day. Just open the book of Proverbs and just read, what is today's date? Okay, today is October the 3rd. All right, so just read Proverbs chapter 3. It'll take you all of two and a half minutes, okay? Like, and, and you'll be able to soak in the presence of God. And as you read, I want to encourage you uh, to just spend some time with him. Uh, some people ask, what's a good Bible translation? I'll answer a few of those questions right now in the message. So if you're new and you're like, I want to get a Bible, number one, I have a Bible for you today. Okay, so don't leave here. We will give you a Bible uh, that we have purchased already for you. You can walk out of here today with a Bible and you can just start reading it today. You can start in the book of Proverbs and the book of Acts, like I talked about, okay? Um, there's basically three different translation types there's different, all these different types of Bibles. People are like, do I get a ESV or a, a New King James Version or the Old King James? Or do I get, you know, the Good News Bible, the, the New Living Translation or the, you know, the NIV? There's all these different translations. Basically, all those translations boil down into three key areas, okay? So you have what would be called the, the formal equivalence, which is literal translation. That's, that's word for word, the formal equivalence Bible, okay? That would be like ESV New King James Version, that would be word for word. Then you have dynamic equivalence, which is more thought for thought. I, I like those for casual reading, but I study out of the formal equivalence. Okay, Amplified, New King James, ESV, that's formal equivalence. That's where I study. But if I'm just sitting down reading the Word of God, I love, I love reading out of the dynamic equivalence like an NIV or an NLT. And then you have a paraphrase Bible, and those are just kind of fun. It's just kind of a fun way just to soak in God's presence. The paraphrase Bible is all about taking the word and then bringing it into your culture and, um, and, and kind of common verbiage of our day. So we have a paraphrase Bible would be like the message translation or the passion translation. And I love, I love those translations. I don't study out of them per se, but I love those translations. And there's many times in my quiet time where I'm reading one of those translations and I just feel like, wow, that the way that it's said kind of helped help my mind kind of hook into that thought a little bit better. And then if I want to study it out in the Greek and Hebrew and blah, 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 then I'll go and I'll get, get more of one of the word-for-word -word translations. But whatever, whatever Bible works for you, one of my favorites for a new believer is the Quest Study Bible. It's an NIV study Bible. So if you really want to dig into something, the Quest Study Bible, it's NIV. It's a great one. It's loaded with like 3,000 just kind of bizarre questions that these theologians got together and they answered in the, in, the, in the sides there. And so you can go through and you can read. One thing, when you read the Word of God, I always recommend to everybody, read with a highlighter. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit and your highlighter, they're like this, okay? <laughs> they're buddies. And when you're reading with a highlighter, your mind is kind of programmed with expectation 
to actually get something out of the word. So uh, for any of the men that have come to the men's Bible study on uh, Wednesday mornings at, at 7 a.m., and I know it's early for some people, uh, but Wednesday morning Bible studies at 7 a.m., we use uh, the SOAP method. Anybody ever heard of the SOAP method? Came out by a guy named Dr. James Morocco, awesome pastor out in Hawaii. He came up with it. I can't take credit for it. I wish I could. But the SOAP method, it basically stands, it's, it's an acronym, S-O-A-P, stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and then Prayer. So SOAP, okay? So you read the Scriptures, okay? So if, if today was was uh, you're reading Proverbs chapter three, so you're reading the scripture, and then as you read, you're highlighting and you're asking the question, what am I observing? What's standing out to me? In other words, what's, what's something that I would read again? And again, I'm just giving you, this is real practical. I know for some of you super Christians, you're like yawning, you're like ready to check the scores for the games today. Just stay with me because you could take this message and put it in your pocket and give it to somebody else, okay? It's good application. Okay, so you have the scripture, you read the scripture. O is what did I observe? What stood out to me? Highlight that. And then you ask this question, application. How does this apply to my life? How does this apply to my marriage? How does this apply to my job? How does it apply to my family? And so on and so forth. That's the application. And then as you think, as you write, as you lean into that thought, then you pray it out. Lord, help me, help me apply this to my life. I, do, I declare in my life, God, that I'm gonna walk in freedom in this area, whatever it may be, okay? So, so scripture, observation, application, prayer. Everybody's learning something. It's awesome. All right. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what's going to happen at this moment as you're spending time with God, you, you set your appointment, you were still, you worshiped him. Then you got into a time of prayer and you read the Bible. As you read the word of God, faith is going to be able to rise in your heart. And you're gonna see yourself above the situation you may find yourself in. You're gonna have faith for that marriage. You're gonna have faith for that family member. You're gonna have faith for that healing. You're gonna have faith for that financial breakthrough. As you read the word of God, faith is gonna be in to rise inside of you because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And by the way, pro tip number two today, if for any reason you're feeling like you're reading and you're not getting something, I encourage you read the scriptures out loud. Just start reading it out loud. There's something powerful when the spoken word of God is spoken out from your spirit. It gets on the inside of you. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Okay, so all the points so far. Number one, set an appointment. Number two, be still. Worship him. Number three, pray and read. And the fourth one, and this is one that gets overlooked a lot of times with people spending time with God. A lot of times they just rush right into their prayer and reading of the Bible. The fourth one is listen and write. This is honestly one of the most practical ways that I know to hear from God. When I talk about my chair and sitting in my chair in front of the fireplace on January 23rd at 10.30 at night and the Lord drops in my spirit what he's gonna do, I'm feverishly writing as fast as I can write. And it reminds me of Psalms 45 verse one and it says this in the message, a paraphrased translation. It says, my heart bursts its banks, spilling beauty and goodness. I pour it out in a poem to the king, shaping the river into words. And so you begin to, you're, you're listening and you begin to write, you begin to journal. First Chronicles 28, 19 says, all this, said David, the Lord made me understand in writing. 
by his hand upon me all the works of these plans. He made me understand it in writing by his hand upon me. When you begin to write things out, you're gonna begin to feel the presence of God in your life, I promise you. Like in, in, in everybody in this room that has spent time with God and has done any of this stuff, whether you had a formula, like, like today we're talking about or not, whether you, whether you walk that through, there's times when God spoke to you and when you begin to write it, man, didn't it come alive to you? It was like, I feel the presence of God right now as I'm writing this. Habakkuk 2.2 says, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. Don't just speak it, don't just think it, don't just pray it, actually write it out, make it plain. So listen and write, write down what you hear the spirit of God speaking to you. And as you do, here's what happens. You're gonna move from writing in the third person to writing in the first person. So in other words, what it means is you're, you're gonna go from saying, I feel like God is telling me uh, to, um, to stand strong in this conviction that I have as it relates to something I'm dealing with on my job. I feel like God is telling me I can trust him in this area. You're gonna go from that to I'm trustworthy. I care for you. You're gonna make it on your job today. You're gonna hear God like that. that that's that's in, in short, just real basic terms, that's kind of how the flow goes. It, you're gonna start kind of in third person sometimes, but the goal is you're gonna end up in first person where you're gonna start hearing from God in those. So planting authentic church, you know, that, that was a thought. That was just a note in my journal. And I've had lots of notes like that where I'm spending time in, and as I, sat in my chair, I can, I can close my eyes and I can picture it like it was yesterday. It's freezing cold outside in this horrible nation called Texas. And uh, it, it's, it's like 23 degrees outside and wind and everything. And, and I'm sitting there in front of my fire in my chair. And I wasn't actually looking for a word from God. I was just spending time with him. And I think there's something really beautiful in any relationship where you don't come to get something, you just come to spend time with them, right? Husbands, that's a tip for you for tonight, okay? <laughs> Your wife just wants to spend time with you, okay? And I was just spending time with God. And in spending time with him, he said that there's a new season that's coming upon the church that would be forever known as the great harvest. And it was literally like the Lord put it in quotes, and I'm writing, the great harvest. And he says, no longer would revival and resources come from the Midwest out, but from the coastal regions in. Whoa. I write that down. And as I'm writing, I see kind of a picture in picture, like waves crashing. And I'm like, uh, the Lord's leading me to California. I'm feeling it in my spirit right now as I'm writing these words. He's going to send us to California. Thank you, Jesus. I'm like, <laughs> please speak to Vaughn. <laughs> so I write this down. And... And he says that he's established, he says, I'm establishing beachheads along the coastal regions. Would you take up a beachhead? And I knew, that, well, I knew what that meant. When you hear the voice of God, when you have that confidence, buckle up. Because <laughs> I find the more that I take time to listen to him, the more adventurous <laughs> life becomes. Life in the presence of God is anything but boring, okay? 
And God may not call you to move somewhere. Please, God, stay here, okay? God may not call you to do anything crazy like that, but he may put on your heart to go and pray for that person that you work with that's frustrating and uncomfortable. And he may put on your heart, he may share something prophetically that's going on in their lives. You know, we talk about the spirit of prophecy in a church and, and we believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I, don't, I believe that when Jesus took his place at the right hand of the Father, the Holy Spirit was released to take his place in the life of the believers and in the church, right? It's one of the greatest gifts that we ever received. And the spirit of prophecy isn't something weird. Spirit of prophecy in 1 Corinthians, it talks about in chapter 14 that we should desire that gift. But if you're gonna desire a gift, desire the gift of prophecy because it can build people up. There's the spirit of prophecy, there's the gift of prophecy, and then there's the office of the prophet. The spirit of prophecy can come on any one of you to encourage somebody. Maybe, maybe the Lord is leading you to encourage somebody at your job. And encouragement doesn't have to be, thus saith the Lord, old King James style. Encouragement could be writing them a card, putting a Starbucks card and say, hey, uh, I, I heard that you, know, you had a challenge in your family. I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you, praying for you. Thought you could use a cup of joe on me. Have a blessed day. Something like that could be a thus saith the Lord moment for that person. You just never know. I'm going to invite uh, Justin to come up and, and the team to come up for worship as we close out today. Uh, Psalms 32, verse 8 through 9, in the Passion Translation says this. says, I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you. This is a word for somebody in here. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. My eyes are your guide. I love that picture. Looking into his eyes, not looking at the waves, not looking at the water, not looking at the storm, looking into his eyes. My eyes is your God. And then it says this, so don't make it difficult. <laughs> I laugh sometimes when I read the word because I'm like, I'm that guy. <laughs> and Lord, you love me anyway. <laughs> so don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. Just come with me. My question today is, what's the Holy Spirit speaking to you through this message? I think for all of us, we would say just the value of positioning ourselves for his presence, just the intentionality of saying, you know what, Lord, I'm, I'm gonna set an appointment with you. I'm literally gonna put it in my calendar for tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. I'm gonna have my alarm and I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna sit in my chair <laughs> and I'm just gonna set an appointment with you. but maybe the Lord's saying something even more specific to you today. You know, the voice of the Lord, it's, it's, um, it's like a thought that comes over your thoughts. It's a good way to put it. It's a thought that comes in and you're like, I'm not that smart. <laughs> I know I did not think that that was the voice of the Lord. That was the voice, that was the sound of a Bible hitting the ground.
God, would you just speak to us today? God, we're here to hear you speak. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. God, just like Samuel prayed. God, we pray that and ask that. Lord, would you speak to us? God, would you speak to us today? Speak to us tonight. Speak to us tomorrow morning. God, meet with us this week. God, I pray for those that are asking questions about stuff going on at their jobs. God, would you, would you give them prophetic insight as to what they're supposed to do? Lord, you see the challenges before us with all the stuff that's coming down from our governor and the stuff about schooling and our kids and everything. God, would you, the parents in this room, God, would you show them what to do? Would you give them a strategy? God, we lean into you. God, I know you care for everything, every need that we have in here, but Lord, would you also help us to lift up our eyes to the harvest fields? God, that we could be a light, that we could be that person that could be the carrier of the gospel and bring them that good news, that there's hope, that there's always hope, that there's freedom, that there's joy despite everything going on in their world, that they can experience a peace that surpasses all understanding and that his name is Jesus. God, would you lead us to those people? God, I pray that you would give us divine appointments, that you would, Holy Spirit, we say we're here and we wanna be used by you. We don't just wanna come to church. We don't just wanna have a, a circle of friends that think like us. Lord, we wanna be used and God, would you send us out? God, would you lead us to people in the grocery store, in the coffee shop, at the beach? God, would you lead us to people that don't yet know Jesus? For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at AuthenticOC.com. Thank you for listening.